Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports Valley Hour podcast. Today, we're going to do divisional round predictions, and this is Ethan Schaap, Evan Sillett, and Matt Schwab. So right now, I'm on a time crunch, so I actually have to just run through these real quick and kind of give a quick explanation, then I got to head out. And me and Evan will go through them more. Yeah, yeah, you guys got it more in depth. Um, So these are the divisional round picks. Uh, The first game is the 49ers against the Minnesota Vikings. I think this is a no-brainer. The 49ers come out on top 9 out of 10 times. Uh, and unless if some miracle happens, uh, I don't see any other outcome besides a 49ers win and a trip to the conference championships. Um, Ravens uh, versus Titans in Baltimore. Again, this is kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I th- the only factor is Derrick Henry. And obviously, the Ravens can stop Derrick Henry. They win the game easily. Uh, again, nine out of ten times the Ravens beat the Titans. Um, Chiefs uh, versus Texans in Kansas City. Um, again, well, th- this is not this is less of a no-brainer, but I still think that I'd say like seven out of ten times Chiefs come out on top, um, especially with Patrick Mahomes back at relatively full health. Uh, the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders right now. And the Texans barely scraped out a win against the Bills, who I think the Chiefs could have easily beaten. Um, so I think that this is not an easy win, but a, a fairly predictable win for the Chiefs. Um, I don't mean to hold you up. I'm going to be quick. Oh, come um, on. <laughs> do you really think the Chiefs could have like beat the, the Bills easily? I don't think don't any team could beat the Bills I don't think easily. it would have been easily, but I think it would have been like – I think they would have beaten them – Better than the Texans I did. I think arguably the Chiefs have a worse defense than the Texans. I, they would have beaten them better than the Texans did. Um, and finally, uh, Packers versus Seahawks in Green Bay. Um, I have the Seahawks coming out on top. I think that the factor is going to be the Packers have, I believe, the 28th ranked defense in the NFL. Um, and the Seahawks have Russell Wilson. I think that alone is... That, that alone should scare Green Bay. Uh, also, the fact that I don't think that Aaron Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, he's had mediocre numbers comparing him to the rest of his career. Obviously, there's still Pro Bowl numbers, but if you look at Aaron Rodgers over the course of his career, uh, averaging like a 118 passer rating for his entire career, um, what he's been doing this year is nothing special, and it's nothing Aaron Rodgers like. Um, so I don't think that there's anything special about the Packers. While I do think there is, there are a couple things special about the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks also have a better coach um, and a better all-around offense. So Seahawks on top, winning in Green Bay and making a trip to the conference championship. Boys, you're everything, up. Put pass completion. Everything's down. Boys, you're up. <laughs> All right. Hasta luego. So um, the first thing we're gonna talk about is the 49ers and the Vikings. Um, yeah, so this game is at San Francisco. Uh, I have the 49ers winning this game, but now that I've seen the Vikings in full effect, Kirk Cousins has his first uh, playoff win under his belt. Jimmy Garoppolo is still going for his first. I could see this game being, um, this is the one I have a little asterisk next to. This could be a really good game. Um, the Vikings have already shown that they can go into a super loud, super good team stadium and beat them. And we don't really, I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is real deal. Evan, I know Duffy does, but... We haven't seen him in the playoffs yet. We haven't seen him win a game yet. And the uh, the 49ers, the last five games, all five of their games have been decided by one possession. 
they've gone four and one, and their only loss was to Baltimore um, by three. But that just means that every single game is close. They played a game in Atlanta. Actually, they lost that one. But then yeah. they uh that so one wasn't yeah. And then that one um they barely beat the Saints, but that was that's a great game. Great team. But like the Seahawks, when the Seahawks were injured and they don't really have all that going for them, and there's no running back. Not a playoff team though. Yeah, they're a playoff team. There's no running back. I feel like that game could have been won a little bit more. So we have seen the 49ers in the second half of the season. They've Their teams have been a lot harder. But we have seen them falter a little bit. Um, nonetheless, Vikings. Dalvin Cook is the big thing for me. We've already, like, The Vikings defense played great. Um, run defense versus 49ers run is going to be great to see. To see who who comes out fast first. But honestly, it all comes down to like fourth quarter. Like Texans played good in the fourth quarter. Bills didn't. Texans win in overtime too. So I'm excited to see that matchup. But honestly, Dalvin Cook is what makes this offense go. Like defense gonna play good. 49ers are obviously gonna make some plays on offense. Like George Kittle, he's a matchup nightmare. 49ers run game is amazing. But I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Dalvin Cook. I think Kirk Cousins will probably put up good stats again. I but I mean, he has all the weapons. So as long as he can just be confident, yeah. There's no reason why he shouldn't put up these numbers. He has Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph. A good O-line, a great defense. I mean, this team all together, if ever if Kirk Cousins plays okay, they should win. Like they should win most of their games. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with 49ers in this one just because they're home, they're the one seed, and honestly, I think they're the best seed in the NFC. And I think the only team that really could have the only team that would knock them off would be the Saints, and now they're gone. So I have the 49ers win this one. I have to agree. 49 I have 49ers winning this match, but I will never count the Vikings out again. Yep. <laughs> I, they made me eat my words and they made me eat them well. Because they, 26 to 20 on a great team. Um, I think this game will come down to if the Vikings can stop that run game. Because the 49ers have a great aerial attack, but it's, their run game has just been exceptional. Even their four strings, able to put up 150 yards. Um, they are coming off a bye. So that'll, that'll be a huge upside, or it could be a downside for them. Um... Uh, I was, as Shep said, I like Jimmy Grappolo. I think he will play well in this game, but it is his first playoff game, so a lot of pressure there. Um, George Kittle, exceptional talent. Top five, easy tight end in the league. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is a veteran, so he, Ma- should be, he should be fine. Emmanuel Sanders is a Super Bowl yeah. winner. Um, Debo Samuel is a rookie, but he has been saucing on cornerback twos. When we go into the 49ers' defense, their, their D-line has eaten up on mediocre to bad O-lines. So I feel like this will be a game one on the D-line, whether the Vikings are able to shut down the 49ers off running game or if the 49ers deep the curtain is able to like get in the backfield of the Vikings. Uh, I do think that if Kirk Cousins believes in himself and is able to just say, hey, I have faith in my wide receivers to make the play. I'm, I, have my, I have faith in myself to make the play. The game will be very close. I won't count the Vikings out, but I do have the 49ers coming out on top. No, uh, next game, you want to start it? Sure. Uh, the next game is the Ravens-Titans. Ravens, it's home at Baltimore. Um, I have the Ravens winning this. I think this this is a game that is, for me, it was hard to just say Ravens blindly. Because, obviously, the Ravens are the number one seed. They're the hottest team in the NFL right now. It's, it was hard for me to just go blindly with them because the Titans are such a explosive team. And the Ravens, I, I, Ravens have a very similar defense to the Patriots, but they're better at stopping the run. Um, I still feel like Derrick Henry will have a 100-plus yard game. 
But when it comes down to it, the Ravens' offense is what's going to set this game apart. It's just too dynamic. It flows like it flows like a stream. There's no, it's no stoppages. It's not a pond just sitting there. Um, yeah, Lamar will be if Lamar plays how he's played this whole season. It's a it's a win for the Ravens. If Mark Ingram comes off this injury strong, it's gonna it's gonna help. It's going to be a crucial factor because the Ravens are the number one. This Ravens team this season is the number one team ever in rushing yards, and. If Mark Andrews comes coming off the injury, it plays strong. Uh, Sneed is a veteran in the playoffs. Was with the Saints for a while. And us last year. And us last year. And then um, Boykin, if he's able to hold his blocks and catch the ball in the end zone consistently, he could be our red zone threat. And primetime Jet, you can't not have. You can't. I don't know. You can't count him out. Even though. He'll probably. I have a question. I know I'm the one talking right now, but I have a question for you. If you're the 49ers, I'm not the 49ers. I'm Titans. sorry, Titans. Who do you put Butler on? Malcolm Butler on? Yep. If, if you, I don't really, I can't, I don't know his height off the top of my mind, yeah, but yeah. if you you want him on the best offensive player in the past game, and that's Mark Andrews. So if you think he can, he has the size to take on Mark Andrews. Put him on Mark Andrews and I get help with the safety. Yeah. If he's clearly not big enough and Mark Andrews is just huge compared to him, I think you put him on Snead. Yeah. I, I, that's, what, that's what I would say. Yeah. Then I would put a Dory Jackson on primetime. Yeah, because he's fast. But with the loss of uh, their, their linebacker, oh, I can't think of his name right now. He, he got hurt second quarter, I think, of the Patriots game. Woodyard, right? Huh? Is it Woodyard? Um, oh. You look it up real quick. Okay. But with the loss of him, guarding Andrews and Snead will be close to impossible. So, I don't know what they do. Cause Derek if they, Morgan? Derek Morgan? Yeah. Okay. With the loss of Derek Morgan, who has been... A, he's stepped in and filled a role this season and has played fantastic. He, not, no Pro Bowl season, but he's played fantastic for what he's had to do. Uh, but the Titans are going to have a hard time because it's going to be too tight. It's probably, they're probably going to line up in a 2-2. Two wide receivers, two tight ends this whole game. And you can't guard Sneed if Primetime or Boykin, depending on who they have on the on the other side. And then Hurst and Andrews, because no matter what, you're losing at least one linebacker. And then when you take that linebacker out of the box and you don't crowd the box to answer the Ravens run game, they're going to punch you up the gut and they're going to win the game on the ground. Are the Ravens winning this? Titans will keep it close though. So, actually, the linebacker is uh, J.N. Brown, and he was their third-leading tackler and their best pass defender among linebackers. So, he probably been the matchup for Andrews, Andrews. which just opened. That's Lamar's number one target. Yep. Uh, in this game, um, the Ravens-Titans, it's a shame that Ryan Tannehill and, like, his first two, like, notable that I can think of playoff games it might be his first ever. I don't, his first yeah, I don't think he ever made the Dolphins. Um, he has to go against the number one-ranked pass defense with the – at New England, and then he turns around and goes against the number one pass ranked defense at Baltimore. I mean, we have two first, we have two All Pro first team and Pro Bowlers, of course. Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. You also have Earl Thomas secondary, Jamie Me Smith, well. Brandon Carr, and Chuck Clark's actually been playing aggressive and yeah. making good hits. So, in my opinion, just by those men alone, the the Ravens know what the Titans want to do. They want to they want to run the ball and hit you with a few play actions. That would cut you off guard. But other than that, they want to run the ball with Derrick Henry. 
So load the box. Michael Pierce. Load the box. Michael Pierce, Pecco, Brandon Williams. Load the box. Get Josh Bynes. Get Ferguson. Get Alonisaurus down in the box. Um, make make them hit Derrick Henry. And honestly, don't even. I mean, the play action is going to be there, but trust your All Pro Humphrey Peters, Hall of Famer Earl Thomas to make plays. You don't have to. Like, I think they should just be almost 100% dedicated to the run because I really don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to, even though, like we've said multiple times, they have weapons. They have your boy Brown. They have uh, Corey Davis. But I don't think they'll be able to get past this Ravens pass defense. Now, if you, if you don't mind me asking, if you're the if you're the Ravens, yeah, do you stick Humphrey on A.J. Brown or do you stick um, Marcus Peters. They'll probably switch on and off. If I if I was the Ravens, I would stick Humphrey on because I want somebody physical to get in his head. They're probably going to switch on and off. Um, I've seen, like, when they played Hopkins, I, yeah. I just because we read that game. We all were at that game, yeah. me, you, and Schwab. Uh, Humphrey started on him, like, was physical with him, yeah. and then Peters switched on to him. Peters a little bit faster, I think, down the field, and that's when he had that swat away in the end zone. Yeah. So maybe they'll throw Humphrey on the beginning. I, I know you, me, and you disagree on this. You like Peters better. I like Humphrey better. I mean, it's a great thing on a team to be able to fight who's the best corner when you have two all-pro first yeah. corners. I mean, that's that's a bad problem to have. Um, I would agree with you, though. I would want Humphrey on, Corey, um, not Corey Davis, on AJ Brown. AJ Brown, because he, Corey Davis is a good receiver, but he's been the guy. Yeah. But I don't think it's smart to just leave Humphrey on the whole game because you can switch them and have a fully energized Marcus Peters, and yeah. then when... AJ Brown starts to get a little tired. You can have a fully energized Humphrey on him, and then the other one switches over to Davis. I agree. So, I would, I would, I would hope they switch. They have Humphrey on him on the big moment for the aggressiveness, because Humphrey comes in with that right hand blow for the punch, and yeah. he just wants to knock that ball. And he's gonna, he's gonna hit you hard. Peters can't tackle, but Peters is great in coverage. So, yeah. I mean, P- Peters can make a contained tackle. Yeah, right. he, he's gonna get carried. Peters, Peters, Peters <laughs> is a skinny, skinny man. But yeah. um, for the Ravens, I think teams. I think fans, fans in Baltimore, because I've seen, especially in playoff games, Baltimore fans turn on our team very, or turn on the team very quickly. Uh, I think they need to expect a slow start. Yeah, Lamar hasn't played in three weeks. I agree. He sat out the he sat out the uh, Steelers games. So he had to go all the way back to the week and he sixteen the game. Fourth quarter of the, of the yeah, and he missed game. it. And yeah, he missed that quarter. So he hasn't played in like almost a month. He's yeah. gonna be Steelers game he didn't play. This whole body didn't play. And then this whole week leading up to this game, he hasn't played. That's a and yes they go in drills and everything but that's a long time away from infield action, so I think they need to be aware of a slow start, and the one big thing that scares me is Mark Ingram still isn't practicing, which is crazy from the calf strain. I thought he got banged up week seventeen or no week sixteen against the Browns and I was like all right well he has plenty of time to get back and then when he wasn't practicing last week I was like all right well he has this whole week before the game yeah. but as of yesterday I don't know if he practiced today on Thursday. But as of yesterday, he still hadn't practiced. So even if he started practice now, Thursday, Friday, we play Saturday night, that's a quick turnaround. So not only we, we might not have Mark Ingram in the first drive coming off of a month of not playing, you'll have Gus Edwards who, um, he fumbled one in the Steelers game, but that was a rainy game and the ball's wet. But Gus Edwards is a good, a good running back, but it's just he doesn't have as many first reps as Ingram does with Lamar and him doing the four-second dance around in the backfield, pull it out, and then either Lamar goes, Edwards goes, and if Lamar runs, he either flip it to Andrews or take it himself. So I think the Ravens' offense, you have to give them a chance to get going in the first. And if we stop, the, if they stop the Titans on the first or second drive, I think that will 
that would be a huge part of the game. If you let the Titans get on early, I don't want them to get away from the run because that's how they're going to win this game with Lamar Jackson just doing what he's doing. But I think you have to be aware that there is going to be a little bit of a delay there. Also, it's expected to rain. I've seen the forecast go back and forth if it rain or not. Um, both teams are heavily run teams. But if it does rain, I think that's advantage Titans because the Ravens are more of a passing threat than the Titans would be overall. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think if it does rain, it's a little bit of advantage to the Titans just because Ravens are more explosive in the pass game. But overall, um, I'm going to go with Ravens on this one. I have one more question. If you're Gus, if you're the Ravens and Mark Ingram is out of, out of the game, mm-hmm. do you split with Justice Hill or do you rely on Gus Edwards to be the workhorse and just play every single down? Um, Like, overall, like... I was really excited about Justice Hill, but uh, he's kind of disappointed me. But I think it would be asking too much for Gus Edwards to play for down. He's been used to he's been used to getting the oh I get my carries when I do kind of thing. Where Ingram's been the workhorse. I think from go, him going from I'm not the workhorse to be the workhorse this year in this in the biggest game of the year. I think that's asking a little bit too much of him. I think you have to split the carries with Justice Hill. And I know they also just pre- signed another free agent off, put him on the practice squad. I'm not sure. If they bring him up, but if Ingram doesn't play, if he's inactive, they'll, they'll definitely bring him up. So um, I just feel like for me, I would I would honestly rely on him because he's shown it in the Steelers game that he can play majority. I mean, he showed it last year too. Yeah, but. but he I mean he was our number one yeah. last year, but he's shown in the last game of the season against Steelers that he can play almost every down with Justice Hill filling in one once or twice a drive, but overall he he played every down. Um, I would honestly rely on him because Justice Hill has shown time and time again. His ball control, his ball handling is just not that He solid. hasn't clicked yet. And so. he has a few fumbles yeah. in the season. Uh, it And honestly, we wanted him to get open on the – become a big part of the receiving game, and he has not, not done yet. that. So, Justice Hill – if Justice Hill proves me wrong, so be it. I'm, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy that he did. Mm. But I feel like if I'm the Ravens and I'm John Harbaugh right now, and if Mark Ingram does not play – Gus Edwards all the way. Yeah. Also, um, one more stat for this game was the Ravens' offense in the red zone is ranked first in the league. Titans' offense in the red zone is ranked second in the league. Ravens' defense in the red zone is ranked second in the league. And Titans' defense is ranked 31st in the league. So, if you have Lamar Jackson in the red zone and he's going against the 31st offensive um, team for defensive red zone, um, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson on that one. And um, final thoughts on this game is, if it is a rainy game, uh, X-Factor could be Justin Tucker. He's shown it time and time again that he can kick, and it doesn't matter if it's in the rain. He hit the game winner against the 49ers rain, in the rain. snow, wind, so, um, Yeah, so Tucker Tucker could have an impact on this game if it becomes a f- heavy run. We're going to field position game. We're going to take field goals when we can. Um, there's no other kicker I want taking my field goals of, other than Justin Tucker. I sadly think if it, it rains and it's like a hard rain and it makes it the, the passing game struggle, I feel the Titans, they won't win, but it'll definitely be down to the fourth quarter last two minutes because in a game like that where it's just punching it up the gut, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's – you don't have a better person than Derrick Henry to nope. do that. This year? He's he's bound to fall at least – I mean, he's three yards by himself. If he falls forward, it's three, three or four yards. Yep. And how, with how big he is, he's bound – he can – I don't. We haven't. I haven't seen him personally do it yet, but he could probably try to de-tackle. If he has a little bit of steam, a little head of steam going forward, I feel like he can try to de-tackle. Um, next team is Chiefs Texans. Um, so I have. They played up. They played earlier in the year. The Texans won that game. Um, this is going to be 
Patrick Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson, they both have one playoff win in their careers. Um, this game, I had the Chiefs. Uh, I just think they're rested. Um, Mahomes had injuries earlier in the season when he's been over them. But uh, this Texans defense, like I've said all year, isn't the best. J.J. Watt is coming back and did, like Evan said in the last podcast, spark a little something there. But overall, I don't think you can contain Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill on the field, Sammy Watkins. Um, uh, what's his name? What's the other guy's name? Hardman. Yeah, that was a yeah, guy. Yeah, 17. Right? Yeah, and then um, Williams came back, and he's just really helped the running game start going. And that's just taking pressure off of Patrick Holmes for not having to do 100% everything. So, uh, who did Chiefs play last season? Just look at Week 17. But, um, yeah, so the Destin board, that's my thought on the Chiefs. The Texans are coming off an extremely emotional, great overtime comeback. And there was a there was a lot of talk of the Laramie Tunzel trade and the Kenny Stills trade, uh, and about how they did all of this movement to then struggle and almost lost again in the um, in the wild card game. It'd been the same thing as last year. So everyone's always looking for improvements when um when you see that. So I think. Just because despite of the run game not being 100% with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, even though I do like both of his players, they never really clicked for the Texans. And the fact that I do think Will Fuller will play. I don't think he'll play 100%. But it really showed that that offense needs his speed to spread it out. And when they didn't, when they went, when they did not have that, they couldn't get the ball to DeAndre because DeAndre could be a focal point. They, there was no speed threat downfield. And then they could... They can focus on DeAndre Hopkins, but now Kenny Stills, he's going to come back, but he doesn't have that speed threat again. So I think Tyron Matthew can just lock on to following DeAndre Hopkins around the field. And yeah, and last, yeah, week 17, Evan just pulled it off for me. Tyron had, and I said he was going to be a factor, seven tackles and one interception. And they're just all coming off a break of the bye week at home. Arrowhead gets crazy. And honestly, I think Patrick Mahomes is. If I guess if I had to start a franchise and you can pick one quarterback to plug into any offense, like Lamar Jackson is great, but he requires a very certain playbook, very certain offense, certain players. You plug in the Patrick Mahomes into any playbook or almost any offense, he's gonna work. I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes to win this game and head to the AFC championship. I have to agree. I have the Chiefs coming out on top here. Uh for me, it's the Chiefs revival of their run game with Damian Williams. Uh on week seventeen. I think it was his first game off of injury. First or second, yeah. First or second game off of injury. 12 carries, 124 yards, 10.3 average per carry, and two touchdowns. That's an explosive game. Great game with him. Um, you And everyone knows Chiefs passing game. Tyreek Hill, Hardman, Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Demarcus Robinson is no schmuck either. Um, and then... The Chiefs defense with Tyron Matthew finally playing like the Honey Badger that we saw in the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and for me, I think it's the pass rush of the Chiefs that'll get to the Tex- the Texans. They're a very, very veteran pass rush. Terrell Suggs, Frank Clark, Chris Jones. These are all people that have played in big ticket games. For a long time. Yep. Terrell Suggs is a Super Bowl, played in a Super Bowl, played with the, one of the best linebackers. He knows the mentality that he needs, he needs to go into into this game. Um, 
the Texans O line has been nothing but subpar this whole season. Uh, with Will Fuller coming back, if he does come back, uh, Kenny Stills and DeAndre Hopkins are hot shots. They're really good. I, I didn't mean hot shots. They're they're mm-hmm. just really good players in general. I don't want to count I, any of them out, but with Will Fuller not being hundred percent, Kenny Stills having an off season. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins being the workhorse along with Deshaun Watson trying to carry the team. I just feel like when it comes down to it, the Chiefs have a better rounded team, and this is like one of the only times I, I will be able to say this in the playoffs. The Chiefs have a better all around, they're better at almost every single position than the Texans, and I feel like this game, it's not going to be a blowout, but I also I have the Chiefs, personally, I have the Chiefs coming out 24 to 14 against the Texans. All right, and then the final game we're going to talk about is the Packer or the Seahawks traveling to Green Bay and playing the Green Bay Packers, who went uh, 13 and three, got a second round bye. And looking at this team, I don't want to like I'm not trying to hail them or anything, but I think it's one of the weaker second seed teams and 13 and three teams. Now, yes, you have to give them credit; they have 13 wins. That's extremely hard to do in the NFL. Ravens got 14 and two, and they broke a franchise record. 13 and three also would have broke the franchise record. And I'm trying to say that. The Packers, even with that 13-3 record, didn't play that great. Now, obviously, they had to play great, uh, good enough to beat 13 teams. Uh, but the way they played down the stretch has been like a line to struggle with. They struggle with a few teams that when you're going into playoffs with 10-plus wins and you get a bye, you just wouldn't expect them to struggle with. Uh, both these teams, my notch on them or my nick on them from the beginning of the season was they're too reliant on their QBs. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers had a down year. And everyone is really high on Aaron Jones, and everyone knows Devontae Adams. I, I'm not, I'm not huge on Devontae Adams. I think he's great. Um, but he's like not my top five. I think he's just a really good receiver. But like, I'm not losing my mind over him. Um, I hope he goes off in this game. That he definitely has a chance against his Seattle Seahawks defense. The only notable corner on the team is Griffin, and I mean he's still young, and Adams should be able to take advantage of that. Uh, I am going to go Packers in this game, but I think both these teams. Um, just ha- are just too reliant on the quarterback to go make big plays. It would be interesting to see how uh, Aaron Jones plays in this big game. Uh, this is the first big game I think I can think of in my mind that he's played. He's in his big, career. Isn't he like relatively new yeah. to this league? So. Yeah. And I mean, what's it called? So he had he's had a great season. Um, and the, on the Seahawks side of the ball, Russell Wilson, he's going to give you a shot to win the game. Yeah. He's going to keep you in it. If DK um, Metcalf is able to perform how he did. Yeah. DK so Metcalf. my thing on DK is. The game temperature is supposed to be below 25. <laughs> this below 25 degrees, Green Bay, I don't even know what the wind chill will be on Sunday. DK Metcalf is from Ole Miss, went to Ole Miss. And it, now Seattle can be cold, but not Green Bay cold. No. It's a whole different It's a whole different game when you're trying to play in that kind of temperature. No. And he's a rookie. This is like a huge game. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of out there, but I can see the weather getting to. I mean, he's expected to do a lot in this passing game. It's him and Tyler Lockett, and there's no run game. And then they try to get Hollister involved in the tight end position, but he came up huge for them last week. And I mean, this game is going to be a rough game, yeah, weather-wise. And I think, I mean, he's just a rookie. He's just he's just is asking a lot of him. It's going to be freezing. Um, nonetheless, I still expect Russell Wilson to play great and Aaron Rodgers to be the Aaron Rodgers that we know. And I'm going to take Packers by a little bit. Maybe by a late field goal or a touchdown. But I have Packers winning this one. I have the Packers winning this as well. Um, I do, I'm personally not a huge fan of Aaron Jones. 
uh, I've seen him single-handedly. I've, it's not often you see a running back just lose a team, lose a game for the team. With fumbles and a drop touchdown. No, I know. I, I think yeah. it was against. It was Eagles. It was Eagles. The reason why they lost. Okay. The Eagles got like five different turnovers. Well, not five, yeah. but that's an exaggeration. But I think this, the Eagles had three turnovers because of three fumbles on him mm. by him. Uh, one of them being on the on that's the end they zone. Him. Yeah. Yep, on the end zone. Uh, I'm not too hot on him. I think he is above average, but I don't think he's his savior, not this great running back. Uh, Devontae Adams, I believe that he is a top six in the NFL. Uh, I personally don't have him in my top five, but top six. He's, I think he's number six. Packers quarterback with Aaron Rodgers is obviously... There's not many quarterbacks you would take over Aaron Rodgers in this scenario. And he has played in this condition his whole career. So hopefully he's able to utilize it. When it comes down to the Seahawks side of the ball, I, I can't agree with you more. From personal experience, trying to catch a ball in any temperature below 32 sucks, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. Um, I think, depending on how hot he can keep his hands, this game will come down to just how they perform underneath this Arctic weather. Um, Seahawks defense is what is the, is the only reason I double-guess myself here. With Bobby Wagner's just being one of the best linebackers to play, a veteran, Super Bowl winner, has played on the big stage, which is Super Bowl winner. Um, and he's just, he's their leader right now. With, uh, I don't want to do this wrong, is it Shaquille Griffin? Not the one that doesn't have a, the yeah. left arm. Shaquille? Yeah. Shaquille Griffin, the cornerback, has played very well. And I feel like him against Devontae Adams would be a great thing to see. But at the end of the day, I do have the Packers come out on top. They're at, the, they're at their home. It's cold. They're used to freezing weather. They're used to snow. Um, for the Packers, this is another day in, on the game field. And for the Seahawks, they're traveling into a different environment. So I feel like this game will come down to the environment and the home field advantage. All right, yeah. And that's our divisional takes.